It's so good to have you with us today at Fill the Lamp. Welcome, everyone. I'm Neil Parks. Just a quick catch-up from the last program. We are in the study of Colossians, chapter 1, where Paul is teaching about the mystery that had been hidden for ages in verses 26 through 29. Colossians 1, 27 says, To them God willed to make known what the riches of glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now that term Christ in you is without a doubt the most breathtaking explanation of what it is to be a follower of our Lord Jesus. Just think about that for a minute, what Paul is saying. The creator of the universe has taken up, get this, residence in his servant vessels that believers, both Jew and Gentile, now possess the surpassing riches of the indwelling Christ, which is the glorious revealed mystery of which Paul writes. Now, in the Gospel of John, he writes in John fourteen twenty three. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Look how Romans 8, 9, and 10 explain it. Paul writing, verse 9, But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If indeed, big word, if indeed, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his, Christ's. Verse 10 says, And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. In Ephesians, Paul Paul tells us in Ephesians 3, 9 through 10, and to make all, verse 9, and to make all see with the fellowship of the mystery, there it is again, is which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. Now, let's just think about that one for just a moment. In verse 10, it says, To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God. A manifold is a 
distribution object. As in a car, in an engine, the car fires the gas and the power goes through into the engine and through the manifold. It's what powers the car. It powers it. It says, The manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church, that's the body of Christ, to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. Now, think about that one. The principalities, the angels, uh, the fallen angels, Satan, all of these powers in heavenly places— The body is to make known who Christ is, the manifold wisdom of God. We, as the church, are the vessels that God uses to make known what his will is, what is going on. He uses the body of Christ to show these angels and all these powers and all these these, uh, devil accessory types of enemies. Paul tells us in verse 28, Him, Christ, we preach, warning every man and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present Every man perfect in Christ Jesus. The church is being used as a vessel to reach mankind. We've been left here. And we are to preach and warn and teach every man wisdom and that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Now, Paul is elaborating to this church at Colossae that what Jesus did for them and everybody else, for that matter, that day at Calvary sealed the deal. The apostle is warning, teaching, and presenting every man or person, that they are perfect in Christ Jesus. Now, that word perfect is teleos, and it is defined as being complete or mature to be like Christ. Paul goes on now to expound upon the point of ministry to the Colossians as to understand that they are put to put forth the they are to put forth the effort it takes to warn teach and present the gospel to the world that's what verse 29 is saying he says to this end i also labor striving according to his God's working which works in me mightily. Now the word labor is referring to working, get to the get this, working to the point of exhaustion. The Greek word for striving translates to agonizing. 
which implies the effort requirement, you could say, of an athlete in a supporting event. I remember years ago, my daughter, she got into swimming at a very young age, and she swam for many years. And I remember she would swim and train sometimes for six months just to take one second off of her 1,500 meters. It reminds me of the 1970s song by Three Dog Night. Some of you don't know who that was. It was a rock band, and they had a hit called It Ain't Easy. It isn't easy, my friends. And Paul is expressing this to the Colossian church. This requires labor. This requires agonizing and implies effort. But keeping it into perspective, this is a, pers- is a spiritual warfare understanding with people's lives that are at stake. Jesus' death is the means to new life for others. Similarly, when believers suffer for others, as Paul was doing, as Jesus did, their suffering is an opportunity for God's life to transform situations. We have to digest that. We have to know that our suffering counts, and it helps transform others in different situations. Paul in 2 Corinthians 4, I love this, this scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 12. I'm going to read the whole thing to you. And I love how the voice translation puts it. Paul says in verse 7, but this beautiful treasure, are you listening? This beautiful treasure is contained in us. Huh, the Holy Spirit. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. He goes on in in verse 7, says, Cracked pots made of earth and clay, so that the transient character of this power will be clearly seen as coming from God and not from us. We are <laughs> cracked and chipped from our afflictions, on all sides, but we are not crushed by them. We are bewildered at times, but we do not give in to despair. Verse 9, Paul says, We are persecuted, but we have not been abandoned. We have been knocked down, but we are not destroyed. We always carry around in our bodies the reality of the brutal death and suffering of Jesus. As a result, his resurrection life raises and reveals its wondrous power in our bodies as well. Verse 11, Paul goes on. He says, For while we live, we are constantly handed over to death on account of Jesus, so that his life may be revealed even in our mortal bodies of flesh. 
Verse 12. So death is constantly at work in us, but life is working in you and me as well. Now, my friends, Christ has left us an example that we should learn. Don't don't miss this. That we should learn humble obedience to the will of God by all our afflictions. We need afflictions to teach us submission. His obedience in our nature encourages our attempts to obey. And for us to expect support and comfort under all the temptations and sufferings to which we are exposed, being made perfect for this great work, he has become the author of eternal salvation to all that obey him. But here's the question, my friends. Are we at that moment in life? Are we submitting to our afflictions? Are we being made perfect for this great work? Do we have the spiritual understanding to welcome afflictions and sufferings with humble obedience, knowing that these are trials and tests which produce perfection. You see, joy is generated by humility. People lose their joy when they become self-centered, thinking they deserve better circumstances or treatment than they are getting. That was never the problem for Paul. He's teaching these Colossians straight up how it's going to be. Like all of God's great servants, he was conscious of his unworthiness. Facing the possibility of martyrdom, he wrote, If I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. That's Philippians 2.17. You see, he believed that he deserved nothing. No circumstance could shake his joyous confidence that God was in control of his life. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you for taking us through your word. Lord, you're so gracious to us. You came for us. But the purpose was, is to use this for your glory. Yes, Lord. We have circumstances, Lord. But you're with us, Holy Spirit. You guide us, you direct us. You show us what to do, when to do. And you reveal the manifold wisdom to the rest of the universe through your vessels. Lord, we just lift you up and thank you. And I thank you for every listener today. And we praise you in Jesus' precious name. 
I want to thank, amen and amen, I want to thank all of you for listening today. And God bless each and every one of you. And until next time, I'm Neil Parks.